It is an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the estate planning and government assistance laws are quite complex and ever-changing, how do you keep track of them all? Through elder law attorney Michael Cohen. He's there for you to answer any of your planning questions in a way that you and your loved ones will easily understand. Mike has devoted his entire career to dutifully informing and protecting our parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles, anyone in need. Join us now to learn more about estate planning essentials with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here now are Michael and Don. And my name is Don Crawford Jr., the owner of KAAM Radio and co-host of this estate planning essentials or strategies or complications program because that's what we do in this program. We talk about the complications and then Michael presents these outstanding strategies to prevent you from being burned or paying too much money or having to have to pay the government where we're cautiously seeking to protect your family your assets and you invariably. And I say hello again to my friend and my attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you. Love last week's program. We talked about air beware. And that's why I use the word cautiously seeking because we can't be cautious enough when it comes to estate planning and government assistance, Medicare, Medicaid, you name it. And now you just try to do nice things while you're alive and when you pass away, like giving gifts to people. And how could that create problems? And you are making it very clear to everyone, including in this program today, it's much easier said than done. Well, there's different things that you should consider before you make a gift. Let's say it was to a grandchild. A lot of times you say, grandparents says, oh, I want to make sure that they, I want to see them enjoy different things during their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be a wedding. It may be something with college or education or maybe just a summer camp uh, fee or something like that. But they want their grandchildren to have a good quality of life. And so they just feel like they should make some gifts. Uh, so, or it could be to a child. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, sometimes we had a case this week where mom, we were doing a will where mom uh, was living, had a home, uh, son was living in the home, and the daughter uh, who lives out of the country said, well, that's not fair. My brother's getting uh, the use of the home, so I want my inheritance in advance. Okay. okay. And so, so mom gave her a certain amount of cash, uh, which is she has um, used to invest in gold. And so, okay. So we say in the will what has happened and saying, okay, you're getting, the son's getting the home and, da, 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 and whatever the mom wants uh, in the will, but we have to take it, we have to think about the gift. Now, there's lots of different issues when you give a gift. First thing is, is there any strings attached? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there any expectation that the property, anything will give it back? If you're concerned, you say, oh, I'm... I'm giving you this money, but I intend for you to pay me back. Okay. But there was, is it in writing? Okay, so this is important a lot of times in lots of different issues because, uh, you know, if you really want to get paid back, you ought to have a, at least a promissory note. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get more secured, it's secured by something. Of course, a lot of times you give money to somebody uh, and it's uh, 
Uh, if it's a really close relative, you don't have it secured, but you could. Now, that's important like in the Medicaid world. You mentioned Medicaid a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. If you have an un- – it could be that they would consider it an un- uh, a, a gift, uh, but uh, unless it was paid back, if it was an unsecured note. Well, anyway, um, if you so the first thing is you have to determine. A lot of times, you people make give money and they say, "Oh, yeah, I promise it, pay you back." And so, a lot of times in the will, we say, "Ah, eh, the notes, your obligation is forgiven as part of your share of the estate." Mm-hmm. Except so, there would be a tax to that. <laughs> quite often, is well, it could be. It could be when you make a gift. So that gets into an issue about gift taxes, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, of course things at death. Uh, State taxes aren't usually much of an issue for most people because the estate tax limit just for a single person is, right now is twelve million sixty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and the laws, the gift tax laws, and the estate tax laws are right now unified. Right now, now with a lot, whatever I tell you today could change tomorrow, yep. and at one time that didn't used to be unified like that. So right now, if you give up to uh, another thing, that's it's actually one of the things you could consider if if you make a gift generally. Uh, that it, it, it's limited to $16,000 a year per person without reporting to the IRS. Okay. However, that doesn't mean you would have gift taxes if you gave away more than 16000 And the thing that people always get, everybody always assumes is the person who receives the gift is the one that would pay the tax, mm-hmm. but it's not the case. The one who makes the gift, the donor, is the one responsible for any kind of gift taxes. But if you give away more than 16000 you have a duty to report. Uh, and But you could, since you could give away $12,060,000 at your death, you could use, you file this form with the IRS, 706, mm-hmm. and say, I'm using part of what I could give at my death during my lifetime. Got and it. you just subtract from what you could give at death during your life. So in effect, uh, most people wouldn't have any since most people don't have a twelve million sixty thousand dollars estate, mm-hmm. there would be no gift taxes. Uh, you just have to f- have a duty to report, technically, if it's more than sixteen thousand to one individual. But so, if it's Elon Musk who could give twelve million dollars in the drop of a hat, he would have to report the entire twelve million. He could give all of it in one fell swoop. He could give twelve if he hasn't given before. He okay. could give twelve million dollars today and not paying any gift tax. Oh, fantastic! But uh, any dollar above that. Yes, to report. Well, twelve million sixty thousand to be exact. Okay. Now, if you're married, um, so let's say he's married to a person named Tesla, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, or I could call him Twitter, but mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe anyway, uh, <laughs> they're engaged. The, yeah, right, they're engaged. What do you? It's actually per year per person. So uh, technically, a spouse could give additionally. Mm-hmm. So if I had uh, uh, one child and I was married, uh, and I had a child, let's say it was. 50 years old, uh, each we could each give 16000 So that's 32000 per child. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the spouse could give during lifetime too. Okay. You know, so uh, again, you could take advantage of, of that. Now, of course, there's lots of different issues of what you give because you have to be careful. If you gave something that appreciated, you may have lost the step up in basis that we talked about 
Remember on our show last week, we talked about uh, community and separate property. All our shows are on podcasts, if anyone's interested, mm-hmm. uh, by on my website at DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com if you're interested in the differences between separate and community property and how we use it for estate planning. But in any event, it's important because a lot of times it's important to uh, look at tax issue when you consider tax planning. So if I have an asset, uh, let's say I had a, a piece of property that I bought for 100000 or stock that was 100000 and I gave it to my child. It may not have been any gift tax, but when the child sells, they take my basis. Mm-hmm. So that $100,000, let's say it was worth, the asset was uh, worth two hundred and fifty when it was sold. If I gave them, uh, then they when they sell, uh, they would have to pay a capital gains tax on that $150,000 increase. Whereas if they had inherited it, then there would have been a step up. And they wouldn't have had to pay that capital gains tax on that $150,000 okay. increase. So be careful when you gift. What you do, you have to look at the tax ramifications, not only from a gift tax perspective, but also from a capital gains tax perspective, as well as the estate tax perspective. And as we talked about, I believe, on our last show, we were even talking about property taxes and things like that uh, on different issues on who we gave it to. So there's a lot of different tax issues that you have to consider Look before you leap. Uh, so uh, so anyway, the bottom line, yes, you could give up to $16,000 a year per person, uh, but there are other tax issues, and you could get up to $12,060,000. Now, that law is supposed to uh, change down to about $7 million in 2026, okay. and there's some new proposals uh, on some sophisticated estate planning that they're going to have a clawback. Hmm. Uh, it's too sophisticated for this to, to discuss at this point, right. but uh, some people did some real, you know, they're concerned about the laws changing last year. They did certain types of trust, mm-hmm. uh, and the government's now saying, well, hold on. We see what you're doing there. What what have you done here? Uh, we're going to maybe have a clawback on some of those uh, sophisticated plans. As long as the money stay, stays domestic and we start to help people in this country, okay, I understand. Yeah. Another thing I think that people ought to consider is, you know, not everybody, a lot of times they say, are we being fair to everybody, mm-hmm. equal? Uh, and But sometimes people aren't equal as far as their assets and their needs. Uh, one child may have limited resources, but we want to feel like we're fair. And will the fact that we gave more to one, let's say, grandchild, I mean, look, let's face it. Um, I know that my... Uh, uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law, well, I shouldn't say, uh, I've, they they would never say that they like one child, grandchild better than another, but mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't be surprising if one, sometimes they have a more favored grandchild. Sure. And they want to do more for that grandchild because they, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they have a better relationship. They say, I could do with my money whatever I want. And that's true, mm-hmm. but it could cause resentment and maybe you, you have to think about it before you do it. Uh, it's just like on anything, on any, you know, the most common type situations when there's um, uh, will contests is when it's not equal. Right. Uh, and cause, and it often res- results in resentment and mm-hmm. bad relationships between the children. We often have to talk about that in our planning. So I even, even, uh, even on a will that I was uh, talking at a design meeting with a client yesterday, uh, one child that... Uh, uh, had didn't get along with the other brother, 
And but the pro that one this one child, uh, like I said, had a, a drug addiction, and so she wanted her other son to be in charge of dashing out under her terms and conditions mm-hmm. to the drug addicted son. I said, look. Uh, I know you've made things equal, but that child, even though it's going to be the beneficiary of a trust that's an equal amount, saying, that's my money, and I resent you, brother, for not giving me my money. Right. So, well, this is the terms of the trust. I don't care. That's my money. That's the way it's going to be. There will be bad relationships between the siblings for the rest of their life. I said, are you sure? So we have to talk about not only you know what's equal in the way you want to do it, but we also have to think about the relationships, and because a lot of times it creates ill will uh, when you're when somebody perceives that they're not being treated fairly. So, if uh, a grandparent, for example, says, "I want my children or my grandchildren to uh, marry within the same faith, Jewish or Christian, for example," and they don't, do you think it's important for that? grandparent to put in the will that this is the reasoning behind it? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you had put the reasoning now. This is, you know, you mentioned that because that's actually, uh, it was just in the news this last week about the judge that was uh, partial or Mm -hmm. prejudiced. Mm -hmm. Uh, He uh, had put in his trust uh, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. He said, you have to marry somebody of the same religion. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to uh, marry, uh, you know, it, it had all these different terms and conditions. And actually, uh, and because of his language and what he had been saying inside the courtroom and to the, his staff, um, there was a question whether he gave a fair trial to somebody who was that minority. So, uh, you know, yes, you could put things like that. And it depends on the state whether that could be considered um, uh, constitutional, whether you could do it or not. You always mm-hmm. think that you could do whatever you want, but yeah. there are some protections under law, yeah. so you have to be careful. If As far as the equal treatment, a lot of times what you could do is maybe say, in your will, everybody is treated equally or trust, but you may have some things that go outside the will. Right. So if you had an IRA and you had a beneficiary designation, your beneficiary designation could go to the ones that you say, ah, oh, they need it more, or maybe you have a paid-on-death account, and hopefully they won't say anything. Right. But there's no, you know. You've uh, made it clear, too, over the years, too, that when it comes to someone's estate plan, it's got to be uh, crystal clear that this is what someone inherits, but also these individuals inherit nothing. And if you need to name them by name. Well, sometimes you want to set, yeah, well, we, first of all, we do name them by name. Mm -hmm. But if you do put nothing, that doesn't mean that they won't contest. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we do give a certain dollar amount. That's one of the things we do discuss. Say, do do you give enough of an incentive so that they won't contest? So remember. It shouldn't be a dollar. Yeah, no, it shouldn't be that. So remember, even, remember, even in the Charlie Pride case, he gave $50,000 to the illegitimate child. Right. But the illegitimate child said, eh, I'll take my chances on a $40 million state. 50000 is not enough. I am going to contest. So uh, so even though he named him in the will uh, that we didn't forget about you. But if he says in the will, if you contest this, you get, you nothing. get nothing. Right. So that means you only lose the 50000 though. Right. So then, well, it gets a little bit more complicated, too, because if you think that there's either uh, what they did in that case— uh, the, it, which is ongoing, mm-hmm. is they're saying, well, you know, 
Charlie Pride, he was unduly influenced. That's not, you know, it may not be a will contest. It's just a, he didn't know what he was doing. Right. Remember, we, I don't know if we talked about this on one of the shows, but uh, we had, a, there was a case in which um, the person said um, uh, they, they, they had children or uh, they had even named them in the obituary. They'd said something and uh, about them. But the will said it only goes to these this child of this marriage or something. And the children said, we want a DNA test uh, because, you know, th- I think this is the one when we talked about the Jerry Jones situation when that sure. was uh, more in vogue uh, a, few, mm-hmm. a month or two ago. It's gone away now, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's still going in in court. They had to they had to redo it in the uh, a different court because they had the uh, oh. that when the, the the one who was asking for things was in the wrong type of court. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think they were more in a civil court because they were hoping to get damages. I can't speak for this, although they said they weren't asking damages for money. Damages means money, typically. Yeah, right. Okay. And so, but you may have to go to let's say a family court because it's regarding paternity. Got it. Okay. okay. So anyway, um, in this case in Ohio. Uh, they said, huh, we want our DNA to be tested to see if we're children. And if we're children, then we want to say it's undue influence because of the other child is unduly influenced. So we were trying to take one step and didn't. To, then we'll say it's undue influence. Of course, right. the court didn't uh, buy it, right. by the way, but uh, we're seeing this a lot of times right. where, you know, there was, we, had, we talked about. Uh, not only that, we talked about Charles Manson and his will, and that. Well, we don't know if it was a child or not. Mm-hmm. And they were all they're trying to determine if they're they may have some rights, and so they want to. You know, I hate to say all about assets or money, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times for a lot of people, that's what it's about. I'm not saying that that should be the way it is. I mean, I think you should do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And so should that judge be able to do whatever he wants as far as saying whatever in your will or trust? Um, perhaps uh, you would think it's their money, but there are some restrictions that in different courts and different cases and throughout the United States where they look at things differently. So you have to be careful because of constitutionality. Is there some... Um, uh, things that you have to be careful. And that's the point of this show. Um, I don't want to speak for you, Michael, or any attorney, but I don't think things should be left for interpretation. I think Michael's job is to make sure there are no ambiguities. It's crystal clear what you want to happen while you're alive and after you pass away. To make certain of your rights as an heir or someone who creates the estate plan or someone who receives government assistance, you should attend Michael's next workshop on Saturday, June the 18th at 10 o'clock to get your question answered free of charge. It's free workshop. It's in person off of 635. You said Medical City Hospital, 635? Yeah, right yeah, just okay. to the north. It's right of that. there. There's no traffic. It's on Saturday morning. And it's very rewarding. Uh, you have donuts, danishes, free coffee, KWM coffee mugs, whatever you want um, in terms of a nice, easy breakfast. And then you get to ask questions for Michael about your individual circumstances. So Michael, tell them what happens there. Yeah. We ask people, what do you want to know? And then for two hours, it's free, like you just said. For two hours, we discuss what you want to know. We will have a presentation, kind of give you some basics on estate planning, Good. whatever. And then, but it's a workshop, not a seminar, because you ask questions exactly. throughout. It's interactive, right. and so which makes it better when you learn from others. And so we see what you want to know. We answer those questions in the two hours. 
you're going to learn something. It's free, uh, no obligations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you do go to the two-hour free estate planning essentials workshop, we even give you a bonus of having an additional hour for free uh, if you would like to. You don't have to. Uh, if you'd like to go over your own estate plan or your questions regarding that. Uh, to do that, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214 214- 720-0102, or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com for that next free estate planning essentials workshop on June 18th at 10 a.m. Michael is an estate planning attorney. I think you should be a criminal attorney because you'll be stealing three hours of his time, and he won't bill you for it at all. But all kidding aside, he is an estate planning attorney, and you should attend that next workshop on June the 18th. Michael, about eight minutes left, seven minutes, eight minutes. What more can you tell us about making gifts? You know, if you have a grandchild, a lot of times what people want to do is they set up 529s, you know, the college education fund. So you could do that. Uh, and, you know, that money grows tax without ta- assuming that the person uses it for college education. Right. So that may be a good way for growth if you wanted to give to a grandchild. Uh, a lot of times people even do, uh, you could pay directly to a college, uh, uh, you know, let's say you did five years at 16000 up front and mm-hmm. without, uh, or if you paid uh, directly to a college or somebody else's medical expenses, not even the limitations that you would normally on that $16,000. So there are some different things you could do uh, to plan for the grandchild, uh, if you would like, um, and to make sure, hopefully, to encourage a college education. Uh, now, if you do make a gift, however, uh, be careful that you have enough for yourself. You know, the biggest concern that we have is are we going to have people are always concerned that am I going to have enough money to live off for the rest of my life? Uh, This is particularly true for one spouse is ill. Um, I I know of a situation where somebody, the the wife, they have millions of dollars, Mm -hmm. but they say, oh, gee, I don't know. I need money, and I'm I'm 80-some-odd years old, and I need uh, more money to live off for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it, 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 you have that mindset, especially if you live through the depression. But mm-hmm. the uh, uh, you have the mindset of, am I going to have enough? Sure. And I mean, that's what financial planners do is they say, well, okay, uh, all right, you know, uh, am I going? Are you going to have enough? You'll have enough until your age, whatever. They mm-hmm. can do a, some sort of calculations and probably determine based on your. Of course, you never know because you never know what things that were curveballs are going to hit you in life. Mm-hmm. Laws could change, taxes could change, uh, relationships should cut should change. When people wouldn't get divorced, they often lose a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, you know illnesses happen, people get COVID, things happen in life, and it's one thing for certain is we don't know what's for certain. No, well <laughs> said. That's why God made life insurance. That sure will help things if you need extra money after someone like your spouse passes away. Yeah, another thing too, you know, we talked about even though you can make these gifts, uh, a lot of times on different types of public benefits, they have rules against it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, one mm-hmm. of the most common things that we hear is, oh, and you know, the, the gift tax law used to be $10,000. Still, we hear a lot of people say, I can always give away $10,000 a year per person and not have to uh, worry about it. Well, not so fast, because under the Medicaid rules, and of course, I told you before, it's now $16,000 a year per person that you could give away without reporting to the IRS. 
However, for Medicaid benefits and veterans benefits, they have rules Mm -hmm. because they are means tested. So if I give away assets within what's called a look back period for Medicaid, generally five years for VA, generally three years, Mm Then they say, we think you did it on purpose to reduce your assets so that we, will, we, the government, will have to pay. So therefore, we're going to penalize you. So if you don't have long-term care insurance and you're older and you think you're going to make a gift for whatever reason, and you're even maybe in good health, four years or let's say I, have a, I gave away money today thinking I'm going to be fine I'm going to give it to my grandchildren because I think it's a good thing to do. I'd like to see them enjoy it. It's off the radar. Right, right, right. No problem. And then four years later, uh, or then I have a stroke four years later. I told you it was a five-year look back. Oh, boy. Oh, well, the presumption is that you did this on purpose to reduce your – you made that gift to those grandchildren or your – Church or charity. Now, if you tithe, it's usually it's okay. You just show the records, so it's no problem on the tithing. You just have, but you will have to get the records from the church showing the tithings. But general, but if I make a large gift, and then I have this stroke or some mm-hmm. debilitating event where I'm looking to the government to help pay for care, they said, "Huh, you did that on purpose." Guilty uh, until proven innocent. That's exactly. That's right. Unlike the criminal justice system where you might murder somebody and you're presumed innocent until proven guilty, you gave to your church or charity or, or your child, grandchildren, and four years later you had a stroke, the presumption is you are guilty. You have to prove that you're innocent. Wow. Tough. Seniors have less rights than terrorists. <laughs> yes. And that's the whole point of uh, many shows Michael does, including this one. You've got to be careful. You can't assume anything understand your rights the only way the only way one of the best ways to do that is to attend michael's next workshop once again that is saturday june 18th at 10 o'clock it's in person it's at his offices donuts danishes coffee mugs you name it dial 214-720-0102 to sign up today or go to dallaselderlawyer.com dallas elder lawyer.com. Michael Cohen, we thank you, sir. Thank you, Don. The record shows I took the blows and did it my way. A leading estate planner practicing law for decades in Dallas, Texas, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the Texas and federal laws. The next step to that end is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com and sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on KAAM for eight years now, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate what could currently be a rather insufficient estate plan. Make certain that is not the case and that it is created and completed your way by signing up for his next free workshop today.